This episode of the YN Crew podcast is brought to you by Times Cineplex. Hey guys, it's Kev. So this is Naz. I am Tibby. This is Del. And you all know who this is. And we are the YN Crew. Oh yeah. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Wine Crew Podcast. It's me, Kev, your host on this weekly podcast where we talk about all things movies, especially movies that are playing here in Brunei, Darussalam. Up next, it's the first co-host of the show. It's Del. Yes. Yo. I'm, I'm here. You're here. It's, I am awake. It's early. It's, I think, our earliest recording. I think this is a good departure from last week where it was the latest. Yeah. And then this week We it's never the, hit the middle ground, do we? No. It's either, hey, the sun's not even up or, hey, the sun's nowhere to be seen. We're just too busy these days because Ooh. of all the shows coming up. Mm-hmm. Look, such a such a nice sag into, like, mm. Dell's other life. <laughs> Please, Dell, what shows? The, uh, the stand-up, which is also the reason why we have been brought together by the power of Bruhehe. <laughs> I mean, Bruhaha. <laughs> I thought I was going to say the power of Zainal. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Give it to them. We are going to have some shows in the next couple of weeks. No, next busy. week. Next week. Yeah, next week. And then the week after that is just a show for Del and I. And then a couple of weeks later is more. Yeah. That's right. We're getting somewhere with this stand up thing. It kind of seems. Anyway, up next, it's the co host of the Wine Crew podcast. It's Kai. Sup, guys. How's it going? All right. Yeah, like Del said, I am hopefully awake. <laughs> I know I'm lucid at the very least. <laughs> well, you did manage to get to my house <laughs> yeah i was up at I, w- I left my bed at nine kev that is the highest compliment Whoa. i can give you nice so you've been up for about maybe 40 minutes or so <laughs> about there. all right anyway let's get to the first bit of the show which is the news and the big news this week is that disney has delayed guardians of the galaxy volume three Boo. yeah this is because they have to regroup and sort of figure things out because of the firing of james gunn which we've talked about at length for the last couple of weeks on the show and this has led Dave Bautista to sort of really call out on Disney and he slammed Disney in a tweet by tweeting at Disney saying hey Disney here's your guy what an inspiration to humanity now this is in reference to the alt-right guy who revealed those tweets about James Gunn and made them public again after many many years he's essentially saying look this guy is just as bad if not even worse than the guy you fired so what are you gonna do now he's brutal at this point yeah yeah I mean he's really living up to the name Drake the destroyer um, but I understand this was yeah. his very first break as an actor yep. you know and it was because of James, James Gunn, Gunn. Yeah. and it's very hard for I'm guessing a wrestler to make that transition successfully because there's been a lot of other wrestlers making movies but nobody has met the level of success like for example John Cena The Rock or mm. right now Batista I, I understand and on, I know a lot of people were like super upset or are still having sentiment towards Disney for holding off production but I think it's the smartest thing they can do rather than just rush into it hire somebody who doesn't know the stuff and just want to keep the sets and stuff so I think it's a smart thing to I do I think Batista's rise to fame is uh, fastest among all the wrestlers would you say They're yes. even with, from The Rock because The Rock took a long time The Rock took a long time he, he long, had long to, we, time. we did uh, do an episode covering the rocks yeah. movies and then uh, Cena has not reached the kind of uh, level Batista has he's getting there yes slowly but Batista, Batista only had to do one movie and he's yeah. there and he's iconic now yeah and would you say that since Disney has announced the delay does that mean they are not using the script from Gunn 
Well, it, it's already been confirmed that they're not going to use Gunn's script. Oh, it has? Right. Yeah. Right. They, they, uh, the news sort of came through that Disney is scrapping James Gunn's script for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which prompted Bautista last week to really lash out at Disney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So does that mean Bautista can get out of his contract? We we don't know. He, he said that he would ask for it. We'll yeah. just have to see what the next couple of weeks okay. holds. Okay, maybe we need a new segment called Bautista Watch or something <laughs> for all the news. Speaking of directors who could take over Guardians of the Galaxy, Taika Waititi, now the guy who directed Thor Ragnarok, he has uh, recently met with Marvel about another film. No one knows what this film is, but this has sort of prompted fans to say, maybe he's the guy who's going to take over Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. I don't know. It's sort of in the same... Yeah. They're in the same lights, vein. Like, yeah. same vein, same light, sort of same color palettes, I guess, colorful. Yeah, and uh, same kind of tone, similar kind of humor. But we won't be seeing Korg. Why not? Hey, no, Korg did not survive the snap. Oh, did he not? No, that's that's what I read. Oh no. Yeah. No, who who confirmed? Taika Waititi said that. Oh, but then did the Russos confirm that? I don't know. But so it's I, just the only person the Russos confirmed that survived was Valkyrie. So that means uh, Taika just thought, okay, I will assume he's dead <laughs> because no one told me whether he was alive. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I'm imagining like that's what happened. Mm. So he's gonna find a way to bring him back. I think he should, like for the next Thor movie at least. Is there a th- next Thor movie? Af- after seeing him in Infinity War, I think there is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the assumption. But uh, Marvel still has not come out to. No, they have not. They have not released like the full slate for Phase Four. True, true. Because of the next chapter in Infinity War. That's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. Speaking of Phase Four, Doctor Strange Two, which is a movie that we've talked about, I think a couple of weeks ago, that it was sort of confirmed that there is going to be a sequel to Benedict Cumberbatch's take as Master of the Mystical Arts. Now, this movie, Doctor Strange Two, could begin filming in spring of next year. Is it the same director? Do we know? anything uh, we don't know anything about it at the moment it's just that Kevin Feige recently confirmed that there will be a sequel and a report surfaced over, the we- uh, over this weekend pointing to a phase 4 film going in front of the cameras by next spring okay well I do hope they um, because the thing about Doctor Strange is that I wasn't a huge fan of the first film like I, I thought it was okay mm. but I loved the way he was written in Infinity War and I like to see that version of Doctor Strange that version isn't it the same yeah but he's he's more come into his role as a Sorcerer yeah. Supreme in this one he got more power yeah he, he, <laughs> he, he more um. yeah because the first one has to establish who he is and what his powers are I and he's know. learning about his powers I know Dale, so yeah 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 this is uh this is like uh, it could be like Captain America Winter Soldier yeah that's it that's what we need we yeah. need every movie to have the Winter Soldier script mm, not Thor well, the Dark World <laughs> well sure. yeah there was also this thing which I read which is not news it's just a theory because some photos surfaced of I think it was the production days of Avengers Infinity War and there was a shot of RDJ as Tony Stark on Ebony Maw's ship and he was wearing the cloak really? yeah what? there's a photo RDJ the, with the cloak of invisibility? yep yeah. Wait, no, no. The, the, the clock uh, levitation. Uh, the clock levitation. Yeah, that's Harry Potter. Del's <laughs> 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 crossing like yeah, franchises right now. At uh, yeah, will. I will show you guys the article or the video that I saw, which did feature that actual shot. It was it was a very interesting. Shot. Yeah. And apparently in the comics, there was an alternate timeline where Tony Stark did become the Sorcerer Supreme. So, Dr. Iron or Iron Strange? Iron Strange. Iron Strange. (laughs) That's a cool name. Yeah. Iron Strange. Strange. (laughs) 
And let's move it on to the Star Wars universe. Now, Kelly Marie Tran, which is someone who we've talked about a couple of months ago, she left social media, deleted all Instagram posts, left Twitter because of all the online harassments that she had been getting from all these people regarding her role in Star Wars as Rose. She has come back and she has broken the silence by publishing an essay in the New York Times. Oh, when you say come back, I thought she went turned on all her social media. Again. No, no, she has she has addressed it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did she? say she said their words seem to confirm what growing up as a woman and a person of color already taught me that i belonged in margins and spaces valid only as a minor character in their lives and stories Ooh. Yeah. yeah, it's very personal. She had some really harsh words thrown at her. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that people should just relax and just not attack actors for choices that are beyond their control. She Again, I've said it tons of times, she never had an input in the story or her character. At the end of the day, she's reading a script which she, is written for her. Yeah, she's an actress and she did her job and for her to be getting flack for that seems very unfair. And I have to say she did a good job. Given the material? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. More Star Wars news. We got some leaks yesterday from episode nine. From episode nine, really? the, the yes. first leaked what? shots of productions from Have episode nine made its way to the interwebs. Yeah. All we see is a hillside, and you see John Boyega, you see Oscar Isaac. Uh, Oscar Isaac sort of wearing like a very Indiana Jones type, yeah, yeah. like costume. He has like leather and a sling and this and that. John Boyega's hair is longer. Yes. And we see what could be some rebels and two horses at the top of the hill with sort of CG marking tapes around the head. They're probably going to replace that. And there's Chewbacca. Yeah, there's, there's Chewbacca. Although he was, there were only two shots of him. He was standing up next to a horse. Mm. And the next shot we see is the actor because he had the head off. Yes. And he was under an umbrella. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we are going back to Kento Bight with all the dead horses? I don't know. Uh, no, uh, no. These are not those horses. These are smaller. Yeah, these are human horses. Human horses. But I think the heads will be sort of modified yeah. post-production. It doesn't show much. No, it doesn't show much. There was also another shot where you saw a little bit of the Millennium Falcon in the forest yes and uh, this has led some online speculators to say that oh this could be like Yavin 5 or this could be Endor one of them it's gonna be a new planet new planet yeah they're not gonna go revisit the old not at this point I don't think they'll go back to Endor mm. I don't think they'll bring back the, the Ewoks, Ewoks. Yeah. maybe the Ewoks have evolved into humans as we see in the picture <laughs> what <laughs> what anything's possible with science fiction though this is what you get when you get Kai up for an early yeah. recording. Yeah, you don't get full Kai. <laughs> you don't you get, get half Kai. a Kai. You get half a Kai. Uh, let's talk about Ryan Reynolds. And he says he has a new plan to get Hugh Jackman in a Deadpool movie. Sure. And apparently he says the best way is to recruit him for X-Force. Yeah, that's not going to work. Uh, It'll end up with him being in old stock footage of Wolverine movies. <laughs> Just like how we saw. Yeah, yeah. If it boils down to it, would you like to see Hugh Jackman reprise his role as Wolverine, Wolverine in a Deadpool movie? Not in a Deadpool movie, but I wouldn't mind seeing him in some sort of a multiverse-spanning X-Men movie as they close off the gap to go to Disney. Like, you know, yeah, there's different versions of those characters, but Wolverine, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is the only constant. And then, boom, close off the Fox version of the s- stories and go to Disney. Like a final farewell, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing I that. don't think we have time for that. X-Force is the we next have... movie, so it has to be X-Force. I mean, they shot Venom early this year in 
it's coming out in, in a month and a half. So you know, yeah, but then possible. the deal will go through by next year. Yeah, I would yeah, assume. Would. But I wouldn't think a Deadpool movie is the right place to see him. But where else though? An X Men movie where he first started. No, but then the the uh, X Men franchise. I mean, X Men Four is already ready. Is that what we're calling it? No, it's Dark Phoenix. Yeah. But then you wouldn't have any space for him in there. So there's no more X Men Five. But he could do a cameo, right? Like as he always done. Could be. But yeah. then we what we want to see is Deadpool and Wolverine together. What Dell wants to see is Wolverine. <laughs> together. Well, don't you? Not really. I no? I didn't like I didn't love Deadpool too. I just I'm a bit and you know, I've seen it again recently. It's yeah, I, it's the uh, I'm so underwhelmed. I'm like Yeah, but then it's not about Deadpool too. It's about Deadpool. It's about Ryan Reynolds bromance with Hugh Jackman. Maybe, yeah. Maybe if you're looking at it outside of the context of the movie, as in their conversations on Twitter, the videos they make together and whatnot. Sure, I would like to see it. Alright, Danny Boyle, who was announced as the director for the upcoming Bond film, Bond 25, he has left the project citing creative differences. I am surprised, but I'm not surprised. How when so? they first announced him, I was like, I don't think he's a good fit. Okay. Because it's just not his style. Mm-hmm. And now that he's left, I'm like, yeah, he wasn't a good fit. But at the same time, I'm like, wow, this is the first time a Bond director has walked away. That's true. So I was like, whoa. Because over the decades, Bond has been sort of a career-defining thing. Yes. Like you direct the Bond film and then you're known as like, oh, he can do action and he can yeah. do a franchise. Yeah. But the, I think, yeah, you're right. He's the first director to walk away from the role. Yeah, so I was like, wow. Uh, okay. But looking at his previous films, you're right. They don't, yeah. they, they don't fit. Like, it makes sense but it doesn't make sense you're like whoa what like how can the powers that be not expect a creative difference with them (laughs) you know speaking of not fitting or who the studio is looking at next is Edgar Wright whose style does not fit as well no so where is this Bond 25 going apparently it's supposed to herald a new form of James Bond stories to it's like a soft reboot. Yeah, but then they should not have Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig no, they doing shouldn't. it. And on that line, Idris Elba doesn't want to play Bond. It's not that he doesn't want to play Bond. He was asked, well, which is the next bit of news. Thanks for bringing that in. He has definitively weighed in on whether or not he'll play the next Bond, right? So the last couple of weeks, there were some rumors because some people say, oh, he is going to be the next Bond. And then he sort of teased on Twitter to say, Elba, Idris Elba. And then he took it down and said something like, don't believe the hype. Now he was asked for an event, I think, at a red carpet. And he was asked, are you the next James Bond? And there's a video which I watched and he said one word. He said no, but he also looked very annoyed saying no. Maybe he was passed over. Oh, that's a shame. Mm. I'm I'm calling it now Tom Cruise is James Bond. (laughs) What? I don't know, man. He can play any role. I don't see him with a British accent. He doesn't need to rewrite the role. Make him American. What? (laughs) Then it's Mission Impossible game. Yeah. So it's not James Bond. It's more like Jimmy Bond. Hunt. Ethan Hunt. No, I don't see it. I'm messing with you guys. (laughs) Ben Affleck, who is someone who we've talked about uh, over the last couple of weeks because he's either Batman or he isn't Batman. (laughs) That's Uh, the only two roles he has. (laughs) Either you're Batman or you're not Batman. Which one? Uh, Here's some sad news regarding him. He has entered rehab for alcohol addiction. Maybe this is hitting him more than we thought? Uh, Ben struggled with this in the past. Back in the early 2000s. yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know. I just wish him all the best. I wish him all the best and I wish he pulls out of this and, you know, does continue to be Batman, which I've expressed on this podcast over and over. I think he's a good Batman, but maybe the pressures of being holding that role maybe are affecting him in, in, in some ways that we don't know. Yeah, it could be it could be a bunch of stuff affecting him. So, 
I just wish him all the best, you know? Like, and if he needs to take time away from film in general to focus on his health, by yeah, all means. By all means, do yeah. it, right? All right. Mm-hmm. Sticking with DC, Hans Zimmer, who scored the original Dark Knight trilogy. Yes. Yes. And he also did score Batman vs. Superman, The Dawn of Man Justice. And Man of Steel, yeah. And Man of Steel. Uh, although after Batman vs Superman, he sort of declared, "I'm done with superhero movies." Yes. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? Yep. He's he's going to score Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. <laughs> Liars. <laughs> nice. But they, he's not wrong. She, it's not a superhero movie. It's a modern day Cold War espionage film featuring a Greek goddess. So they say. So you know. And the source material is. Funny books. <laughs> Funny books. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyone excited for the Predator movie that's coming out? No. No? Really? Uh, not there yet. Uh, my not my filter's yet. off today. I'm super brutally honest. <laughs> not there yet. Dell actually had this as one of his most anticipated because it's uh, directed Shane by Shane Black, Black who, yeah. is, who is one of Dell's favorite directors. Shane Black says that this next Predator movie is the scariest film in the franchise. If I was making a Predator movie, I would say the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> When Ridley Scott was making Alien Covenant, he said this is the best Alien movie he's made. <laughs> Lest we forget. Yes, you are right. So yeah. I actually went on record and said this this is going to be my most anticipated movie of the year. I uh, did one did of I? the most. Yeah, you I mean, said we, it would we, be we, one we, of yeah. yeah, we we've mentioned that Oh, so it wasn't on that list that no, we no, did. It was oh, on right, the list. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> the Dell's really scared yeah, of credibility I, I was, right I had now. A, yeah, I had a Dell's like, oh, there, there it is. There's a uh, there goes my reputation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, from the trailers, it doesn't look that great. Mm. I have to say, uh, even on paper, in terms of the synopsis, I wasn't too impressed. It, it, I was I was only excited for Chain Black. I, I I love the Predator. They're my favorite monsters, uh, screen monsters. But I'm not sure how I feel about this. Mm. Again, I honestly hope I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. all intents and purposes, I wish I'm wrong because I want a good Predator movie. Yeah, we both want to see a good Predator yeah. movie. We all want to see a good Predator movie. It's just yeah. that we don't know whether this will be it. Yes. All right. Uh, here's more nostalgia from the 80s. Top Gun. Maverick. Maverick, which is the sequel to the first Top Gun movie. That's starring... not the official title. It is. It It's is. literally no. called Maverick. Top, Top Gun Maverick. No, yeah. it's not. It is. It's not, not confirmed. They took it down. I, they they unconfirmed it. When? Like When? months ago. No, no. It's on Tom Cruise's Twitter. He tagged. Yeah. He tagged them. Top Gun Maverick. He only hashtag Maverick. No, he, it's produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, and the official title is Top Gun Maverick, and it's set to open on July 12, 2019. Okay, it's not what I read, but okay, let's go anyway, with that first. The news on this is that we are getting Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise, obviously, and we have a new character who will be playing Goose's son, Miles Teller, right? Yeah. They have just recruited two actors, John Hamm and Ed Harris. Nice to be in Top Gun Maverick. Nice. John Hamm will be a little bit of a comic relief, and John Hamm as a John comic Hamm? relief. Actually, he he Why could not? he could. He's always the comic relief, like a very deadpan serious, but it plays off as yeah, funny. yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. But and Ed Harris will be the uh, the serious the, role. Yeah. He's gonna <laughs> be like a, like a sergeant. Yeah, Ed Harris will be like a sergeant or a general. <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians, which is the movie we're talking about this week, it has already gotten a sequel. Yeah, I even heard. though it has just been released, it's been out for about a week, and it had a very impressive weekend in the US. Grossing in over forty-five million dollars on a thirty million dollar budget. Nice. Okay. So they've already made their money back domestically in the yeah. first weekend, and it's opening up in international markets. You know, like Brunei and this mo- weekend, and most right? of Asia. Um, What are they calling the sequel? It's unclear what they will call the sequel. Although crazier, richer. <laughs> there's a series of books where yeah, it's this, a trilogy. Yeah, these stories are based on, and the three books have already been written, and they did really well. 
So they're not sure if the second movie will follow the title of the second book, which is Crazy Rich Girlfriend. No, China Rich Girlfriend. That's right, China Rich Girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Chow Yun Fat will be the next one to add into the cast. He will play the girlfriend? Chow Yun Fat, the mm. girlfriend. No, because the book is called China Rich Girlfriend. No, he'll play the father of somebody. He'll play some tycoon. Uh, yeah, right, it's, it's Chow Yun Fat. He'll do his God of Gamblers character. Oh, they should hire John Woo to direct it if that's the case. Oh, no. <laughs> Why? I don't know, I just feel like throwing no, just uh, get the um, Ang Lee. Ang Lee? Yeah. He's no. not a comedic. No. It's not a com- well, comedy. Well, if you watch that Eric Bana Hulk movie. Oh! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I like that movie. <laughs> Says so much about you, Dale. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's move on to the next bit. <laughs> are we rehearsing for our next stand-up show? I feel like we are. I think it seems like we are. Yeah. We talked a bit about the Dora Explorer movie yeah. uh, over the last two shows. First of which was that it was it was starting production. Last week, it was revealed by Michael Bay's production company that he's not involved with this no, project. No, he's not. How could yeah. you think that? Yeah. <laughs> this project, the Dora the Explorer live-action movie, has signed on Michael Pena <laughs> as Dora's yeah. father. Yeah, that's so good. I read that. That is so good. Uh-huh. And another casting news is that they hired Eva Longoria. As the mother? As the mother. Yeah. In what world sure. does Michael, does Michael Pe- Pena's character marry Eva Longoria's character? I got an answer for you. In a world where a little girl talks to a monkey. <laughs> and uh, where the girl has a talking backpack. Yeah. Really? So in that world, wow. Michael Pena marries Eva Longoria. Oh, wow. Okay, now it's it's <sighs> clicking in. It's making sense. Would you still watch this movie? Absolutely not. not. Because I would. <laughs> For Eva Longoria, sure. No, I mean, just just to see how bad this could be. I don't know. I just... I, there's just some things out there that I cannot, in good conscience, imagine walking up to a movie counter, going one ticket for this movie, please, and taking out my hard-earned money, which I didn't even earn that hard, by the way, and giving it to the counter and use, keeping it as evidence. You know, like Pikachu. I'm not going to watch that. That would be kind of an embarrassing thing to do as well, to walk up to... <laughs> <laughs> to walk up to one of our local yeah. uh, cinema ticket and be booths like, and go, you know, Hi, floor, um, can I see the, uh, the seating for... Dorothy Explorer. Yeah, no, I can't. There's a bunch of movies I could never imagine doing that for. Mm. And the Emoji movie was one of them. Pikachu is one of them. This is one of them. If I were to watch this, I think I would sit right in the front so that no one would see me. <laughs> so you can when, when the, closest to the exit. Yeah. And but then you're so tall, people are like, hey, that's Kevin Chong. <laughs> All right, so that's the news this week on the Wyatt Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us here on the show, you can do so via our links down below. So do check those out. Now let's move on to our review this week of Crazy Rich Asians. I did not watch the film. (laughs) I did not watch this film. So Kai will act as our controls. Take it away, boys. And at the end of this review, we will ask Kai whether or not he would like to watch it. I I will tell I will give you my answer right now if you want. But (laughs) sure, give you guys a chance of trying to change my mind. It's the Pikachu Dora Explorer case where you are not going to buy the ticket. See, that implies you're going to buy me the ticket. Wait, what? (laughs) I'm not going to buy the ticket. Somebody I'm not buying a ticket for you. Ah, well, I guess my answer stays. (laughs) But no, I will genuinely like to hear the review. All right, Del? So, it's about a crazy rich Asian Asian (laughs) who lives in New York, falls in love with a girl, a Chinese girl, and a... American Chinese and gets an invitation to a wedding of his best friend and uh, decides to bring home the girlfriend to meet the parents in Singapore in the family yes in Singapore very close to home mm-hmm. it's okay so I never wanted to watch this movie after <laughs> watching the trailer because it I sounds thought so pained <laughs> 
<laughs> it's because, like, look what you made me do. Because this would be the third thing that he had to sort of regret. Like, oh, I, I, I said, did. Yeah. Well, okay. I didn't. I didn't regret. It was a. It was a very well done, well shot movie, and with a Hollywood backed budget, Singapore never looked this good on a movie screen. There is a good story behind everything. Uh, this is easily John M. Chu's best movie to date, but that's not saying much. Oof. It's still not like a, a fantastic movie because that burn was so fast and furious. <laughs> but he didn't do Fast and Furious. Did he not? No, it was another. Oh no, that's Justin Lin. Justin Lin. My, yes. bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Although it's nicely shot, but halfway through the movie, I have no idea where this movie is going, where the story is going, what kind of direction it's gonna take, and it kind of dragged on a little bit. And I thought, yeah, it's it's still John M. Chu. But I did enjoy Michelle Yeoh's performance, Constance Wu's performance, Ronnie Chang was a standout, as well as Aquafina, surprisingly. Yeah, and the, we have, we have a whole other host of Asian comedians. Uh, yeah, in this movie. Uh, Jin Yang was in this movie. Uh, Jin Yang from uh, Silicon. Valley. Yeah, and uh, quite funny. Ken Jeong. Ken Jeong was a the, very bad miscast. I yeah, yeah. He's so out of place. He played Aquafina's father. Yeah, who have who's supposed to be a Singaporean, but uh, studied in the U.S. In the U.S. as well. Yeah, doesn't doesn't that, the, he's he's not selling that character. Yeah. Okay. Like you, I was a bit hesitant because initially before watching the movie, I did catch some reviews, and they were all done by Americans. Like these reviews, and they were praising this movie and how good it was, and you know, it it means so much for an Asian. Uh, an all Asian cast to have a movie like this uh, you know to have representation in Hollywood and this and that and I thought it was sort of like uh, yeah you're saying this because you have to say it yeah you you can't say that it's, oh, it's to be politically it was, it was okay yeah it wasn't great um, but when I saw it I, I was very delightfully surprised and I really liked the effort that they put in to really anchor the movie to Asia yeah like there were, it, there were things in that movie that made me smile and there were little very little tiny things like when they included Hokkien. Right. Uh, with, as well as Malay. Yeah. Hokkien, for our listeners, is a Chinese dialect, uh, which is spoken primarily in this part of Southeast Asia, mm. uh, not so much in the US or in, in Europe. They also had some Malaysian Malay in there. Yeah. Well, because Singapore is is uh, has Chinese, Malay, Indians. Yeah. It's a very multicultural country, and it made sense for them to include all these when they are set in Singapore. It's also fun, but also a little crazy to see how rich and to what lengths they would go to throw parties. Yeah. Watching that, I'm like thinking this is so out of... Reality. Yeah, yeah. it's. I don't think it happens in this part of the world, but I'm not that rich. I can't attest to whether or not this happens. I don't know anyone that rich. So maybe it does. But the the part where the house sits in inside a jungle in Singapore, I'm thinking there's no jungle in Singapore. There is. No, no. there is. There is. Is there? No, there is. There is? There are houses like that in Singapore. Like surrounded by trees. That are very unassuming. You wouldn't even know there was a house in there. Okay. I've, I've seen one and, yeah. and I was very surprised. I was like... And that's the one they're using. I was like, yeah. it's like this house is this close to Orchard Road? Really? And no one knows it's there. Okay. And yeah, and it, it was a pleasant thing to see somewhere mm. that we've been multiple times in Singapore, mm. you know, also being represented that way on the big screen. 
mm. in a Western movie of uh, of all things. I mean, they even got the cars right. They were all right-hand drive. You, you didn't see right. any of those, oh, it's a stand-in and it's just a car that's in a studio. No, they, they actually put the effort in. And going back to what I said about the little things, Hokkien is even spoken Yep. At one point in the movie by Michelle Yeoh, who growing up would have spoken Hokkien. Yeah. Because she's of Malaysian descent. Yeah. Mm. She would have, uh, if it wasn't some uh, a dialect that she uses normally, but it would have been something that she would have come across. Yeah. You said the little things. I have a very major complaint about little things to do with the soundtrack. All the songs that they play in this movie are Chinese songs and they are horrible. Mm. It's like you want to represent the best of Asia and this is what you came up with. And not only that, there were two songs that were big hits written in English originally. One of it was Cold Place, Cold Place Yellow. Yellow. Yeah. And then to have it trans- not translated but to be sung in Chinese, why would you use a western song. Uh, song and then not use an original eastern song so I am having this uh, big conflict that when you want to represent Asia and all that and then you go and do this and even the uh, the best song right all these songs are bad the one song that was good was the one in the wedding when the bride was walking in oh yes so yeah. it was um, it was an English song but it was sung by an American Asian yep Kina Granis a YouTube sensation why would you bring in an American when you can very easily highlight somebody from Singapore yes that is actually true. Yeah, because for that song, anyone could have sung that like in that cover to give the same effect. That, that's the biggest disappointment I have. But this, I don't factor it into my rating for the movie. The whole movie experience, the ending was really nice. There was a good message behind it. It was super well acted by both Constance and uh, Michelle Yeoh. Everything came together in the end, but it's just the journey going through all the... Like the uh, Gemma, Ch- Gemma Chan. Chan. Yeah. Her who, character and... Who plays Astrid, who's a cousin of the lead character right. who we have not mentioned at all uh, Nick Young played by a Malaysian uh, Sarawakian mm. Henry Golding sorry lah not worth ma- mentioning <laughs> lah this oh. is not <laughs> this is his breakout gig in Hollywood mm. previously he was just a TV presenter and he told the story I think on um, on Jimmy Fallon Jimmy Fallon saying that you know he got a phone call from a casting guy saying that he has to be in this movie and they flew him out there and they did a test and after a couple of weeks like okay you're the guy because right. we, we need a guy who lo- looks like you and who is from that area which is Sarawak Kale which is Singapore ironic again because the uh, author looks nothing like this guy. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the author, of course, is a Singaporean-born American. Yeah. Yeah, we've covered the movie pretty much. I was expecting more views into that world, that world of the super excess and super rich, but we didn't see very much of it. I thought we saw a lot of it, though. Like, we saw... even the wedding is extravagant. The water coming in, like <laughs> that irrigating the the grass beside it. The body feel. Anyway, <laughs> none of this sounds like it's based in any reality. No, no, it's, it's not. It, that's it, why I say. But it's so, then again, I don't it, have that rich of friends. No, but I, I don't know if I know anybody that rich. But I, I've, you know, I have aspirations for wealth, and I see what sure. rich people do. None of this sounds like it. None of this sounds like you would do, even if you have that kind of money. That's true. Yeah. It's it's super extravagant. It's very it's very fantasized. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was almost a fetishistic view of wealth in a way. Like, oh, if you were that rich, this is exactly what you would do. But I don't know. Yeah. But that's the backdrop of the movie. Mm. The the real movie is the story that Rachel has to go through and she's coming to meet the boyfriend's parents. And yep. But then again, that's where the, the real meat of the story is and it's not focused enough. Yeah. And we instead went into like the cousin, uh, Gemma Chan, and the husband's yeah. um, sa- side, side story. story. Yeah, side story. Which was boring and predictable and unnecessary. There was one scene that got me cracking up in the cinema and it was the first and only scene where we saw servants and maids right. in this movie and it was when Gemma Chan's character Astrid comes home after a shopping spree and she walks in the door and she looks at the maid and she goes is is he home Yeah, referring to her husband and, uh, and uh, there's a team of like four Filipino maids like no mom he sir have not come back yet <laughs> That just got, I don't know why it just got me laughing and I was like okay I'm... but that for the record Kev is half Filipino <laughs> yeah. so he can say that if but anybody uh, wants to accuse him of anything that whole subplot again it doesn't make sense yeah. it doesn't seem real and it's just I don't know why it's in this movie that like. subplot the subplot where they're having marital problems because the husband feels that he's inferior to her in Correct. terms of his self-worth and wealth yeah. because she's so super she's, rich she's so super and rich and he he's feels... just a, he was a captain in the army and, and they got married and he's trying to do his own thing which is a yeah. startup and whatnot so the she goes out shopping for herself buying expensive stuff and when she comes home she has to hide all these things from her husband so that he doesn't see them so that he doesn't feel so that, yeah. Yeah, that way yeah. she could just buy him stuff too <laughs> she did oh did she yeah and he said oh um thanks in, in, in essence he does he needs to feel like a man and she is not helping that's that's what his character is he has the traits of I think a very typical Caucasian white guy you know he right. don't make me feel less of a man than I already do and it's more I, because I think... there's nothing wrong with women leading the household people <laughs> we need to get rid of our old ideas yeah, of patriarchy it is 2018 so. yeah we need to destroy <laughs> concepts of masculinity change it Alright, so Del, what would be your rating for Crazy Rich Asians out of 10? 6.5 teardrop earrings from Myanmar. Wah. Wah. 6.5. You know, they they did cost 1.2 million <laughs> each. Anyway. <Yeah. laughs> Nobody wears stuff like that. <laughs> and that's at cost. At cost. That's 1. right. 1.2 million. <laughs> I would give this movie a slightly higher 7.5 Lamborghinis out of 10 I thoroughly enjoyed this movie even though I was not expecting to because I thought this was all just a Hollywood propaganda hoax film yeah because uh, in the beginning I was calling this the, the 50 shades of Asian <laughs> because of the quality that it's not going to hit yeah. and this is a big breakout role for someone who probably grew up very close to where we are which is down in Sarawak Kuching Boy uh, Henry Goulding uh, we wish him you know all the best he is set to star in maybe two more movies to yeah. complete this trilogy really uh, it's gonna be a trilogy <laughs> Maybe, there are three books I mean now. there's gonna be a oh, Venom trilogy oh okay I, I didn't know there were three books <laughs> and also as stand-up comedians we are happy to see that we someone like Ronnie Chang and Jin Yang and Jin Yang who are you know from this part of the world and yeah. did very well internationally as stand-up comedians end up getting roles in movies that are now being very very internationally praised right. I absolutely know who they are <laughs> <laughs> we'll show you some YouTube videos yeah, sure. after this. I absolutely know who But only because you don't watch Silicon Valley and you don't watch any stand-up comedian perform. 
Well, you make I it accept. sound like I have a very sad life, Dal. But uh, you don't watch I animated movies do. as well. <laughs> so where, where is this leading you? I don't know. Yeah. All right. So the, the question for this review is, Kai, based on what we have said over the last maybe 15 minutes or so, would right. you still watch this movie, Crazy Rich Asians? It feels like a Singaporean version of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Keeping Up. I have a I, I have a rough concept based on what I've heard. Okay, you know, I don't know. I just I, I don't know. I I don't think it's something I would watch in the cinema. Maybe no, I don't think so. Yeah, but yeah. if it was playing on TV and yeah. I wouldn't mind like yeah. going through it. It's mm. just so you know the concept of going to the cinema is watching a movie that you want to consciously pay for and watch. Yep. And this doesn't feel like it. Mm. Okay, I mean that, that's a fair point. All right, so that's our review of Crazy Rich Asians. It's now showing in local cinemas here in Brunei. So do head on over and catch it because it is a good watch uh, based on what me and Dell have said, although we were not able to convince Kai to do so. Which brings us to our next bit of the show, which is... Oi, apa lihat-lihat? Apa lihat-lihat? Hoi, kan semua kan? Apa lihat-lihat? Apa lihat-lihat? Yep, that's right. It's called Apaliat and it's what else we've been watching besides Crazy Rich Asians. Let's start off with Dell. Dell, I saw Mal Twenty Two, which is also playing at local cinemas at the moment, and uh, Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, and uh, Lauren Cohen, yeah, and uh, unfortunately Ronda Rousey, but spectacularly. Iko Uwais. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. Iko Uwais. Uwais. Uh, this movie is directed by Peter Burke. Another collaboration with uh, Mark Wahlberg. They're going for an anthology now. Yeah. They've done four movies. Yeah. So uh, it's about... It's. I think it's set in Indonesia. I don't know if the city is made up. But they are trying to get him out of Indonesia. Because he has some information that is vital to the survival of the world. Mm. And... <laughs> <laughs> to simply put it it's a adrenaline filled movie from beginning to end and it's it's just action throughout and Iko Uwais is kicking a lot of behinds again unfortunately Peter Berg doesn't really know how to do proper combat hand to hand combat like action the, like the martial arts stuff yeah. yeah so it's a lot of quick cuts quick edits Put together and it's a um, shaky but it does get the message across so as an action movie it's really well done and uh, the uh, the uh, ending is not what you would expect mm, okay anything else besides small 22 i've seen a lot of movies actually uh, i watched tusk the kevin smith movie all right it's part of it's, the trilogy isn't it is it because it's tusk and yoga hosers and right one. the which is not out yet yeah, yeah okay yet. so it's a very difficult movie to watch one because it's very how do you say it's turning a person into a walrus <laughs> what? it's very okay. disturbing but also because the second half was not good <laughs> it's it was not just... good at all uh, especially when Johnny Depp showed up Johnny Depp as a French uh, private investigator so he's putting on the, the accent the accent, oh, prosthetics, no. uh, maybe some... Uh, That's because his daughter was in the film too, right? Yeah. Lily Rose Depp, yeah. Because she used the... Uh, yoga. She's also in Yoga Hoses. Yeah. I don't think it's a good watch. I don't think it's a good watch, so don't bother, I think, with, <laughs> with Tusk. <laughs> Tusk, yeah. okay. All right, let's move on to Kai. Kai, apa liat 
Since I, you didn't watch Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> how am I blanking on this? I just loaded in the DVD the other day. What did I watch? Wow. <laughs> wow. It, it is early. It's still in my PlayStation. I just watched it the other day. Okay, let... Oh, the 90s Ninja Turtle trilogy. Oh, that's trilogy. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it on Blu-ray. And there's a trilogy? Yeah. yeah. Ninja Turtles 1, 2, and 3. And there's actually a fourth one, which is a cartoon. The th- what the is 3? Th- they went back in time. Japan. Samurai. No. Oh. It was... No, no that's number two. Right. Oh, Jungle Boy is number three. Jungle Boy. That's the name of the song. Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Samurai. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it was so bad that I kind of <laughs> no, remember it now. It they go, wasn't they, bad. They go back to feudal Japan. Yeah. Yes, it was not good. But it was wasn't it good? terrible. I liked it. Yeah. So it's better than Crazy Rich Asians. No. <laughs> <laughs> What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> just These are turtles pers- who are teenagers. I'm just putting ninjas. a perspective into it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just watched that okay. trilogy. I, I have to concede. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I, I watched that trilogy. I have to say the second one is the best. Really? Yes, the ooze. With vanilla ice? But the ooze. I thought vanilla ice okay, was the first okay. one. Okay, Let, let's, let's oh. be real. With ninja. Ninja. Yeah, go ninja, ninja. Go ninja. ninja. Go ninja. Um, go. Yeah, I, like, I enjoyed that They're song. all three... Decent movies, yeah. They're, you they're, know? they're really? okay. They're, they're okay. not the greatest movies. When that you could say have been decent, made. and when you say okay, I don't think this matches up. You know, <laughs> to each his own. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and you know, it reminds me of being a kid. And you know, I was like, yeah, sure. One's yeah. man, because, uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because when he said decent, I'm dumpster diving for films at this point. <laughs> when he said this decent, he looked like it's an eight out of ten. And when you say okay, it's like six out of no, ten. No, decent okay. for me is like okay. a six to seven. Let's put okay. it. Let's put it this way the Ninja Turtles trilogy to me is still better than the Fast and Furious franchise yes okay. oh thank you thank you Kev yeah like 10 <laughs> right. minutes of Ninja Turtles 3 is better than the last two Ninja Turtles films no Fast and Furious film Ninja, no the new Ninja Turtles film yeah. oh the last yeah, yeah, the last right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. oh anything's better than that <laughs> okay. not, not Fast and Furious I hope yeah <laughs> oh we should do a discussion <laughs> we should Fast and Furious or the new Ninja Turtles movies I see you're awake now <laughs> yeah Ninja, uh, no, Ninja, that's, Ninja Turtles got him fired up yeah that, that's that's all I've watched recently yeah. Go Kyro, go Kyro, go. <laughs> I've not seen anything else. All right, on to me for Upper Let Let. What else I've been watching? I, I had a busy week this week. We had a public holiday uh, midweek, yeah. and I caught up on like a lot of movies. I watched Ocean's 8, mm. which is something I missed out. All right, what did you think? I thought it was it was, it was all right. I'll watch another one. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch an Ocean's 9, um, you know, for sure. Mm. They, they are going to have to do more cameos. Yeah, so I, I think they're doing 8, 9, and 10, and then that leaves it at that and 11, 12, and 12, 13. 12, 13, yeah. yeah. Uh, I also watched Hereditary, mm. which is a movie that uh, you caught in KL uh, while you were there. Yep. And as you said, this this movie gets weird yep. like <laughs> as the movie progresses. And uh, I have to say that at the end of it, there was, there was no payoff for the movie. It, it just sort of fell flat and, yeah, yeah. and that was it. Unfortunately. I, it really does look like they were setting up for a sequel though for this movie, Hereditary. But I, I do have to give props uh, and agree with you to say that the, the acting was, was good in this movie. I don't think they're doing a sequel, are they? A24 seldom does sequels. But, I've but never seen... It's like they set up for a sequel. Like okay. the, the ending just dropped off where it did and it's like, okay, so we're leaving it open for another one, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I also caught another movie called In Darkness. Oh. Oh, that's an old one. Yeah. Like a few... Like 
is that I think early this year Michael wait Michael Douglas no no no. oh early this year early this year I can't remember her name now but something Turner oh it's the best Turner no Game of Thrones girl oh Sophie Turner Sophie Turner oh she plays what seems to be a blind lady um, and her neighbor gets killed right and then she goes down this whole rabbit hole because she's getting interrogated by the police and her neighbor had ties to you know some war criminal and this and and then you know it, it just gets more and more and more and more deeper as as we progress in the story but very watchable um okay it, it was it was okay um you know it, it was an okay movie it wasn't great the, the twist at the end was I, I would have to say a standout nice. okay okay so yeah so that's what we the Wayan crew have been watching on Apple Liat uh let us know what you've been watching and yeah maybe we'll have a discussion on that so that's uh, that's the show we've, yay we, we did another one in the bag another one in the bag uh I'm awake now <laughs> you're awake now by the end of it thank you very much for that because this is about the time I wake up it was Ninja Turtles that got you up go Ninja <laughs> go Ninja go so yeah that's that's the episode this week and we'll see you on the next episode of the Wayan crew podcast uh, this is Kev signing off bye <laughs> 